The annual bid, once a major part of the freight cycle, is being transformed. Technology and RFP platforms are taking the friction out between supply and demand due to data providing greater transparency between all parties. On this episode, we talk with Emerge President George Abernathy on what this big data revolution will mean to the traditional RFP and how carriers and shippers can stay informed to navigate an increasingly interconnected supply chain. Find out more on this episode of Loaded and Rolling. This Loaded and Rolling episode was made possible by our sponsor, Emerge. Focused on empowering and growing meaningful supply chain relationships, Emerge is proud to sponsor the Loaded and Rolling community. Through its freight procurement platform, Emerge offers solutions that enhance the spot and contract procurement process, enabling shippers to make the most strategic decisions possible. Learn more at www.emergemarket.com. Welcome to Loaded and Rolling. I'm your host, Thomas Wasson. The freight industry is fragmented, siloed, and often at odds over what the correct price should be. For an industry built on supply and demand forecasting, there is surprisingly little data being shared between those who haul the goods and those who need them shipped. Often the addition of brokerage competition and the boom-bust cycle impacting carriers means that shipping companies are constantly trying to bid and navigate increasingly tough challenges due to supply and demand volatility. In spite of this volatility, the bidding process for freight still relies on traditional terms like contract and spot freight, as well as attempts to develop a unique proprietary routing guide of possible carriers to haul this freight. In recent years, this outdated process is being turned onto its head with the addition of freight marketplace platforms specifically designed to provide transparency for pricing and capacity with the hopes that finally we can all be on the same page. Traditional annual bid cycles are no longer the best practice due to opportunity and technology. The ability to use data to inform when, how long, and what to bid on are crucial to the evolution of pricing. Our next guest is George Abernathy, president of Emerge. George is uniquely suited to help us wade through this pricing revolution and is widely considered an expert in the freight industry. Here's a recent interview that we recorded with George to get his thoughts. This man knows his freight and very, very excited to have him on the show today. And we're just going to go over a little bit about kind of the art of the bid. Uh, just because it's very important for carriers. Everybody does it. It's behind the scenes, but also nobody really knows what could be impacting it given the current disruption. So, George, I'm happy to have you on. Welcome. Thomas, thanks. It is great to be on a Freightways platform. I think I've just punched my ticket for my 1,000th appearance on a Freightways TV or Freightways podcast. So it's great. It's great to be here. It's great to be back. If I had a special confetti, confetti effect that would go in the background. <laughs> There's a confetti totally cannon, that, that would be great. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to make sure. I'll make sure the studio guys give me a confetti cannon. Um, so let's dive right in. So we're looking at, it's 2022. A lot of these bids have concluded, uh, especially normally, traditionally in the Q4. So that way you hit the lull of Q1. Uh, is there any important trends you've noticed uh, given these crazy times? Yeah, and I think crazy times really speaks to it well, Thomas. Volatility is the name of the game. Um, as soon as someone crafts the phraseology around the new normal, 
there's a newer normal that happens. And so volatility being the name of the game, that traditional, as you described, annual bid cycle, bidding in Q4 by the shippers or beneficial cargo owners so that they can deploy in Q1 when there's a bit of a lull. And so carriers might be more inclined to provide uh, better rates is, is really the traditional and would have been a best practice, but is no longer the best practice. The opportunity that technology gives us to go after the, the better result for us, to be able to slice and dice our geography, our modes, our timings, and be able to use data. FreightWaves knows as much about data as any company out there. Using data to be able to inform me when I should bid, what I should be bidding, how long I should be bidding for, those kind of things are, are, are critical to how things have evolved away from what would have been that traditional one-time annual bid typically in Q4. I think you bring up a great, interesting point. Um, you know, it, it's it's something that and you hear a lot in trucking. And, you know, this is how we always do it. This is that time of the year that we do things. And then now with technology, um, <clears throat> instead of a seasonal migration of RFPs, the, the potential is now uh, to actually have the data. Is this kind of something that we haven't seen in the past, right? Because no one really had the data. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I, I like to say, Thomas, that I've been chasing optimality in freight procurement for more than two decades. You know, I was lucky enough to work for the company that introduced optimization-based bidding inside of transportation back in the late 90s. We, I was at Sabre, PTCG was the company, and OptiBid is what we did and used. But they were very single-minded, very much the way that you described, very much a siloed annual contract. They were revolutionary in their time. But you fast forward to today where we have so many more data sources that we can look at on a, an updated everyday basis to attack some of the things that are going on in the spot market or do some data sciencing to be more predictive about what should I do on the contract side. So, you know, I, I really tend to think of it uh, less as there's contract and there's spot. Certainly at Emerge, we've got those designations. But sometimes, Thomas, what really is uh, what you're trying to deal with as either a shipper or the carrier, the supply and demand side, it's that sort of tweener stuff. You know, why does a routing guide start to fail? It's typically not the contracted routine stuff and all. And it may not actually be the spot stuff that I'm kind of expecting. It's, it's something happening because of volatility in 10, 15, 20% of my freight. And that's where if you've got the technology and are utilizing the data to be able to give you those signals on what should you do in your geographies, in your timings, in your modes, that's where you can really have an impact and, and make the supply and demand relationship a much better, much more effective one. I think a lot a much less stressful one. Like you said, you know, I hear 70% is contracted generally, 30% is a broker. But when you talk about this 20 to 30, there's just these weird lanes that don't exist in the routing guide. A customer came when I was a broker, you'd have that happen. And they'd say, I just need this weird one-off. And then you either had the data or you didn't have the data. And like, 
I think there's a huge opportunity, kind of like what you're saying with this technology and these platforms, you don't have that fear, right? You can just go to the platform and say, well, now we have enough spend. I can actually give you this data instead of yelling at a transportation manager and making his blood pressure, his or hers blood pressure rise. It, it, it really should and can take that friction out of the relationship, right? And take the friction away from the supply and demand. Give more visibility to the supply and provide a level of transparency around the demand, around what, in fact, do I have that can be defined as contract or defined as as um, spot. And, and really, that's where you're seeing uh, and, and where an Emerge is doing this. You're, you're seeing companies, you're seeing shippers or beneficial cargo owners doing things they've never done before. You're seeing large shippers that have for decades been running the, as you described, the annual bid. Well, they're 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 deciding now, I need to deal with what was such tight capacity. I need to reduce it to an every six month bid. But what you know, this this peanut butter, you know, trying to spread everything and smooth everything out, there's going to be these bumps. There's going to be volatility. And that's where, you know, if you've got the kind of capabilities like an emerge provides you through our, our RFP product and into the contract or into the spot market, that allows you to be both proactive and reactive. It, it'll, it, it has the opportunity through benchmarking to show you what you should be doing and utilizing data from a number of the industry sources. What should I be doing? But then also on that spot market, you know, what we tend to think of, Thomas, I think is really interesting. We tend to think that when capacity's tight and the spot market's kind of hot, that's, that's when something like this really serves the shipper well. Well, that's true. Absolutely. But if the worm turns, as it inevitably will, and we'll see the supply and demand ratio shift, that, that spot it may very well be, or that, that those lanes that you're describing that are challenging may very well be the type that I want to take out to the market and maybe save myself a little bit of money and not take advantage of carriers by doing so, but potentially filling a lane for the carriers. And that's really where our marketplace has built up now to a scale where you've got carriers coming in and seeing freight that they would have never had the opportunity to see before and deal with some of those lanes that may have historically had a challenge. And that that I think is where you're seeing the nimbleness of the way that uh, the the reinvention or the reimagining that we've done on freight procurement allows for these volatilities of all types to be dealt with. I, I like. I think you raise a great point, especially the first one I kind of want to dig into is the technology aspect. You've seen the technology improve. Um, you know what's been some of the biggest hurdles towards actually getting carriers and shippers to adopt it? Have you seen anything that was like a big standout thing as to like, this makes a lot of sense. Why hasn't anyone tried it yet? Yeah, it's a, it's a great point. And, and scale has a lot to do with that on both sides. You know, I let's start on the carrier side. Um, I've worked uh, within the industry around uh, in a lot of companies where carriers would be using an app or what's the mechanism for them to be trying to, to find their freight. Uh, a carrier wants to have 
some level of, you know, um, repeat, lather, rinse, repeat in their world, right? Where do we have the best level of service in the, in the, in the carrier world? Obviously, in private fleets or in dedicated because I know the routes, I'm consistent. So if I can come to a location, if I can come to the Emerge Marketplace and know that I'm going to be able to find not just freight, not just random freight, maybe ghost freight, but real freight from real shippers that I have the opportunity to put legs together now to, to find that that's, that's really the scale. And why will, why will a carrier come fishing, you know, in this pond? Because we've brought enough shippers to that. And on the shipper side, what we've really found, because our, our offering is, is made available uh, to, to a shipper uh, to be able to be utilizing it, um, you know, with, without, without any charge that, that allows the shipper to, to understand and think I can use this because I'm not burdening my budget with anything. Well, but I have to have a user friendliness. There has to be an understanding of how this is being done. And, and that user friendliness combined with, it has to have the science behind it. It has to have the, the ability to manage my scenarios. And I think back as I was talking about you know, I I worked with, I was lucky enough to stand on the shoulders of some of the brightest people in our industry. Engineers, PhDs from MIT are the people that were building these products back in the day and were writing the optimization to be able to make this scenarios work. Fast forward, the technology now doesn't need a PhD from MIT to run those bids. You've got the, the kind of computing power, the kind of engineering that we've done in building the product that allows any schmuck like me to be able to run these bids, find a low cost scenario, manage my way to what I want these scenarios to look like. And and that's where a shipper will be able to mold it on their own, make their own decisions, mold that bid to what they want to be able to then implement. I think that's a really, there's something really cool about it because I know when we talk about load boards, we talk about load matching. There's a lot of people in the space. But from my experience as a carrier, they only, it's a walled garden. Oh, you can have this cool load board, but you have to be on our app. You can't be on the other apps at the time, only ours. And so I think the potential with Emerge, what you're proposing and offering is a third party, the ability to bring in carriers and shippers. But we're talking about the network effects. And I'm, I'm thinking, if I'm right, the network effects is the potential game changer that you all are on to. Yeah, and, and that's one of the things, and I talk about chasing optimality in freight procurement for 20 years. Um, I've worked in companies in managed transportation where you'll see some of the network effects you know, occurring. Where Emerge is really uh, making a difference is you're allowing that network effect to take place by the, by the sheer power of the supply and demand into the marketplace. So we're, you know, there's a transparency going on. There's not a biasness that's going on within that and trying to manage this in a certain way. Uh, you know, if we have, we have um, so many shippers now that are starting small, working their way to larger bids, working on mini bids, working geographic, you know, trouble spots that they've always had. And, and that's where, as you bring, as they bring, carriers into that marketplace, 
that's where, as you described, the network effect takes place. Um, we, we're, we're rapidly growing that scale uh, to a point where, um, uh, to your point about going to a load board or using these kinds of things, uh, again, coming to the eMERGE marketplace, becoming part of that marketplace will be, will be an unbiased locale for both the supply and demand to come and be able to make those things and make those network effects happen. And it brings up my, kind of my next question. Um, and this is something that I'm thinking in terms of the potential with, with this. So right now with rates, let's say we do a mini bid, we do an RFP, uh, volumes I'm supposed to get 50 loads per week. Well, you know, trucking is the only industry in my research, very few of them, that doesn't have an actual mechanism to what happens if you don't fulfill it. What happens if the carrier only hauls 20 of them? What happens if the shipper only hauls 20? Uh, is there the potential as these network effects grow to have that ability to say, hey, we have all these people on the platform. These people run it all. You don't. Is there anything you could see potentially to help alleviate that problem where we can actually have the rates instead of the so-called paper rates that we see? Yeah, that that's that's a really great question because that is the... The, the known challenge with, you know, the day that I run that annual bid and I'm rolling it out, not only is it taking me the four to six weeks to get it ready and then do all, I'm rolling it out. The day I roll it out, it's essentially becoming extinct. It's becoming problematic. I, I'm, I've, I've got it buttoned up and ready to go, but something's changed from when I ran it, something occurred, uh, a distribution center by a large retailer got opened in one of my geographies and flipped something from a head hall to a back hall area. Something's occurred. And so what I thought was going to be 98.9% compliance target to this right out of the gate may be problematic. And so what I think answers the question around paper rates is, again, this is, this is, for shippers and carrier benefits. We're, we're not saying to a carrier, you're committing to, annual bid is perfectly fine. It may be perfectly fine for 50% or 80% of your freight, but you're not trying to shoehorn in more than is really something that that carrier is going to want and say, you committed to 10 per day and within some amount of time, that 10 per day just doesn't work for you. And suddenly you're now out shopping on the spot market. You know, what I expected to be 10 from a commitment is now eight. So I've got to go to the second or third or fifth on the routing guide. That's, that's where if you're bidding more strategically, bidding, again, some may be bid out on an annual contract, maybe even longer. Some may be bid out on a much shorter uh, time frame. You know, we tend to, you know, we tend to do things in, you know, ones and zeros. Well, we tend to do things in annual bid or semi-annual. You know, we're going to be suggesting 90 days in certain lanes, 60 days in certain lanes. And that that's where you're, you know, I may, I may have a seasonal bid that only happens because, you know, happens because I get a second spring or a very wet spring. Well, all that freight would have gone out the spot market. No, now that can all go into a bid and have, again, it's not attempting to somehow screw the carriers. It's to get those carriers that are want that freight at the, at the rates that they're going to want to take it. And again, 
having brought other carriers in from the other shippers that have been working with it, expose that freight to a much broader community of carriers so that you're, you're, you're going to get people who are, there's going to be a stickiness. There's going to be a stickiness that will reduce, if not eliminate, the, the longstanding challenge of those routing guides that start to collapse the day after they are, in fact, produced and have those paper rates become dramatically reduced and not a thing of the past. Final question here, and I think we're, we're kind of going on the potential of a, a, a holy grail, so to speak. Both carriers and shippers don't understand that the trucking companies have an internal load board that is not seen by anybody. My capacity balance in my network. Uh, with, with third parties like Emerge, the potential becomes now with this visibility that shippers and carriers can finally see that it's nothing personal. It's just a matter of here's the other guys that we're influencing. We could theoretically, what I'm saying is we could potentially map out a carrier's network to help everybody overall. You know that that that's, that's such a such a good point, and and that's where um, there's so often been the you know the friction points as I describe between supply and demand between the shippers and the carriers, and you know you need that marketplace that is is truly providing transparency, providing uh, that 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 level of um, scale that eliminates what has been historically problematic. And, um, you know, the shipper side will say the carriers haven't lived up to their commitments. Carriers will say that shippers haven't lived up to their commitments. I, I don't want to say that they, they both are right, but they are, but they're, but they're not wrong about why they did it. Their, their networks change. They've had issues with you know, where they're able to, you know, source materials. So things change. That's why you need to have the ability to change with that and be more um, specific around how you should be bidding your freight, when you should be bidding your freight, and to which supply uh, of, of carriers you're going to be, you're going to be providing that opportunity to. Perfect. So I, I definitely appreciate you coming on here. And just kind of the recap for anyone catching up at the end, you know, not only is the nature of the bids changing, the game is changing. You know, using technology, having third parties like Emerge is a potential goldmine just because we can finally talk to each other and fix this failure to communicate. George, thank you so much for coming on. I'm looking looking excited. If you come back on again, I will get some confetti poppers from the What the Truth. I is. appreciate it, Thomas. I'm, I'm, I'm available whenever you guys are, are available. Say hello to all my friends at Freight Waves. Thank you so much. You can find George on LinkedIn, or you can also check out Emerge at www.emergemarket.com. That's it for Loaded and Rolling today. Uh, check out next week's episode as well. We're super excited. Uh, we're getting better at this. And uh, tune in next Monday. We will do it live. Remember that you can catch the show every Monday at 2.30 Eastern. And as always, check out FreightWaves.com for the Loaded and Rolling newsletter. Also, stay tuned for the Enterprise Carrier virtual event here on FreightWaves coming up on April 13th. Get registered at live.freightwaves.com, where you can also register for the Future of Supply Chain event in Northwest Arkansas, coming up in early May. That'll do it for us. I'm Thomas Wasson. We'll see you next time, where we'll do it live.